Chapter Twenty One of Elsie's Widowhood by Martha Finley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sweet Pea. Chapter Twenty One. How happy they who from the toil and tumult of their lives steal to look down where naught but ocean strives. Byron. Violet was alone, lying on the bed, resting after her bath, not asleep, but thinking dreamily of home and mother. Only one more day and my week here will be up, she was saying to herself. I've had a delightful time, but oh, I want to see Mamma and the rest. Just then the door opened and Mary came in with a face all smiles. Oh, Vi, I'm so glad, she exclaimed, seating herself on the side of the bed. What about, cousin? Violet asked, rousing herself and with a keen look of interest. I have just had the offer of a furnished cottage for two or three weeks, to keep house in, you understand, and I can invite several friends to stay with me, and it won't cost half so much as boarding here, beside being great fun, Mary answered, talking very fast in her excitement and delight. Charlie will stay with me, I think, and I hope you and Edward will, and I have two girl friends at home whom I shall invite. One is an invalid and needs the change oh so badly, but though they are not exactly poor people, not the kind one would dare offer charity to her father couldn't afford to give her even a week at any of these hotels or boarding-houses and she did look so wistful and sad when i bade her good-bye i can hardly keep envying you mary she said though i am ever so glad you are going but i have such a longing to get away from home for a while to go somewhere anywhere for a change i am so weak and miserable and it seems to me that if i could only go away i should get well I haven't been outside of this town for years. Violet's eyes filled with tears. Poor thing, she said. I have always traveled about so much, and enjoyed it greatly. I wonder why it is I have so many more pleasures and blessings than other people. I hope they may never be fewer, Mary said, caressing her. But isn't it nice? Now I can give poor Amy Fletcher, for that is her name, two or three weeks here at the seashore. "'Yes, indeed. But you haven't even told me how it happens.' In reply to this, Mary went on to say that a married friend who had rented the cottage she had spoken of for the year now found that he must take his family away for a short time, mountain air being recommended for his wife, who was in poor health, and it would cost no more to have the cottage occupied in their absence than to leave it empty. He had offered her the use of it rent-free.' he saw father and mother last week she added in conclusion and talked it over with them and they have written me to accept his offer by all means and stay as long at the shore as i can but you are to visit us you know yes afterward if that will do i don't intend to miss that pleasure if i can help it mary answered gleefully now about my other friend ella neff she is not an invalid but she teaches for her support and i know such a change would do her a world of good she wanted to come with me but couldn't afford it yet i'm sure she can in this way for beside the difference of board there will not be the same necessity for fine dress i should never have thought of that said vi no of course not you fortunate little lassie you have never known anything about the pinchings of poverty or the pleasures of economy she added merrily for i do assure you there is often real enjoyment in finding how nicely you can contrive to make one dollar do the work of two or all clays look amist as wheels the new but, oh, don't you think it would be fun to keep house, do our own cooking and all? Yes, Violet said. Yes, indeed. And you'll stay, won't you? Don't you think you'd enjoy it? 
oh ever so much but i don't believe i can wait any longer than till to-morrow to see mamma besides i don't know whether she would approve well if you should spend a day at home and get her consent to come back how would that do vi thought that the plan might answer if edward were willing to make one of the party at the cottage we must consult the lads at once said mary let me help you dress and we'll go in search of them vi sprang up and with her cousin's assistance made a rapid toilet they found edward and charlie in the summer-house just across the road waiting for the call to dinner fortunately no one was within hearing and mary quickly unfolded her plan it was heard with delight splendid capital of course we'll be glad to accept your invitation they said edward however putting in the provision if mamma sees no objection or grandpa added violet all the same said edward mamma never approves of anything that he does not where is the cottage can we look at it asked charles yes the family left this morning and i have the key mary answered we could take possession to-night if we chose but i must lay in some provisions first let's walk up or down whichever it is after dinner and look at it yes charlie if edward and vi are agreed it is up on this street about two blocks from here directly in front of the ocean that's all right or the ocean directly in front of it <laughs> mary returned laughingly all the same don't be too critical miss keith said charlie they did not linger long over dinner or dessert but made haste to the cottage eager to see what accommodations it afforded it was small, the rooms few in number, and mere boxes compared to those Edward and Violet had been accustomed to at Ion and Viamede, and very much more contracted than those of the cottage their mother was occupying. Yet all four were quite satisfied to take up their residence in it for a season. Four bedrooms, remarked Mary reflectively, two will do for the lads and two for the lasses. Parlor and dining room are not very spacious, but will hold us all when necessary. I don't suppose we'll spend much of the daytime within doors. By the way, I think we must add Don Keith to our party, if he'll come. The boys said, by all means, and Vi raised no objection. When do you expect Ella and Amy? asked Charles, who was well acquainted with both. I telegraphed to Mother at once to invite them, and shall expect to see them about day after tomorrow. What sort of provisions do you propose to lay in, Miss Keith? inquired Charlie. I am personally interested in that. I do not doubt that in the least, Mr. Perrine, she answered demurely. I intend to buy some of the best flour and groceries I can find. Flour? Can't you buy bread here? Yes, but perhaps I may choose to exhibit my skill in its manufacture, also in that of cake and pastry. Ah, well, no objection to that, except we don't want you shut up in the kitchen while the rest of us are off pleasuring. What about other supplies? I see you have some idea of what is necessary in housekeeping, Charlie, and I'll give you a good recommendation to, to the first nice girl who asks me if you'll make a good husband, Mary returned, looking at her cousin with laughing eyes. Am I to have an answer to my question, Miss Keith? he inquired with dignity. Yes, when I see fit to give it. The Marstons were, of course, served with butter, eggs, milk and cream, fish, flesh, and fowl and mr marston told me he had spoken to the persons thus serving him and his to do likewise by me and mine does this explanation relieve your mind mr perrine entirely i am satisfied that we are not invited to share starving rations which i am morally certain would give me the dyspepsia i think we are very fortunate mary remarked resuming her ordinary tone 
they have left us bedding table and kitchen furniture and we have nothing whatever to provide except our food drink and clothing i shall order a carriage for an early hour to-morrow morning said edward and drive over to see my mother vi will of course go along and i wish cousin mary that you and charlie would go too thank you very much mary said i should enjoy it extremely but there are some few arrangements to be made here the girls may come to-morrow evening and i must be here and ready to receive them then charlie decided that he must stay and take care of mary so it was finally agreed that violet and edward should go alone and the former attend to ordering of the groceries and anything else he could think of that was desirable and did not require to be fresh when the carriage containing edward and violet drove up to their mother's door nearly all the family and their guests were out upon the beach there was an instantly glad shout from harold herbert and walter there they are and they their sisters and grandfather started at once for the house while mrs dinsmore and mrs travilla who were within hastened to the door mrs conley and virginia slowly sauntering along within sight of the cottage looked after those who were hurrying towards it with smiles of contempt such a hugging and kissing as there will be now sneered virginia they will make as much fuss as if they hadn't seen each other for five years yes returned her mother and i don't wish to be a spectator of the sickening scene thank fortune i'm not of the overly affectionate kind mamma mamma cried violet springing into the dear arms so joyfully opened to receive her oh i am so glad so glad to see you again not more glad than mamma is darling elsie said clasping her close with tender caresses and you've come home a day sooner than you were expected how good in you the younger elsie exclaimed taking her turn yes but not to stay that is i mean if mamma consents to but the sentence remained unfinished for a while there were so many claiming a hug and kiss from both herself and edward indeed i am afraid virginia was so far correct in her prediction that there was as much embracing and rejoicing perhaps even more than there would have been in the conley family in receiving a brother and sister who had been absent for years but when all that had been attended to and the pleasant little excitement began to subside it did not take many minutes for mamma and grandpa and grandma to learn all about the proposed essay in housekeeping on the part of the young folks what does fi want to leave her mother again so soon mrs travilla said with half reproachful tenderness putting an arm about the slender girlish waist and pressing another kiss on the softly rounded blooming cheek no mamma dearest vi said blushing and laying her head down on her mother's shoulder but the house here is as full as ever isn't it yes but that makes no difference there is plenty of room well mamma i don't like to be away from you or any of the dear ones but i do think it would be great fun for a little while don't you wouldn't you have liked when you were of my age yes i dare say i should and i see no great objection if you and edward wish to try it what do you say papa that i think their mother is the right person to decide the question and that i do not suppose they can come to any harm mr dinsmore answered with a kindly look and smile directed to edward and violet i doubt if i should allow you to do such a thing at vi's age elsie he added but i believe i grow more indulgent with advancing years perhaps more foolish no papa i cannot think that she said lifting her soft eyes to his with a world of filial tenderness and reverence in their brown depths i lean very much upon the wisdom of your decisions well dears since grandpa does not disapprove 
"'You have my full consent to do as you please in this matter.' They thanked her warmly. "'Cousin Mary would be delighted if Elsie would come too,' said Violet, looking wishfully at her sister. "'And so would I. I don't suppose, Mamma, you could spare us both at once. But if Elsie would like to go, I will stay, and not feel it the least bit of hardship either,' she added, turning to her mother with a bright, affectionate smile. "'I should be very lonely with both my older daughters away,' the mother said, "'but I will not be selfish in my love. Elsie may go too if she wishes.' dear kind mamma selfishness is no part of your nature her namesake daughter responded promptly but elsie has not the slightest desire to go yet i thank my sweet sister all the same for her very kind and unselfish offer she added giving violet a look of strong affection but what is grandpa to do without his merry little cricket asked mr dinsmore drawing vi down upon his knee for how long is it one two or three weeks "'I don't know, Grandpa. Perhaps I shall grow tired and homesick and want to come back directly.' "'Well, no one will be sorry to see you. Come when you may.' "'You will always be joyfully welcomed,' added Mamma. "'Nor Edward less so. Now let us consider what you will need and how best to provide it. I claim the privilege of furnishing all the groceries and everything else for the larder that need not be procured upon the spot.' "'Oh, thank you, Mamma," said Edward. "'But I knew you would.' Violet asked and obtained permission to sleep with her mother that night, and all day long was scarcely absent from her side. Evidently the child had a divided heart, and was at times more than half inclined to stay at home. But Edward urged that he would not half enjoy himself without her, that she had promised to go if Mamma did not withhold consent, and that Mary would be sadly disappointed if she failed to return with him. Donald Keith, too, who was still there, and had accepted Mary's invitation, added his persuasions. He was sure they would have a very pleasant time, and if she grew homesick, she could drive home any day in a couple of hours. He would be glad to bring her over himself if she would let him, or she could come in less time by the cars. Then her mother came to her help. "'I think it will be best for you to go, dear, even if you should stay but a day or two, she said, and if your grandpa likes, he and i will drive over with you and see your snug little cottage and whether there is anything we can do to add to the comfort or enjoyment of those who are to occupy it for a season a very good idea daughter mr dinsmore said and vi's rather troubled face grew bright oh how nice mamma she exclaimed i will go without any more foolish hesitation although i do not think edward is quite correct in saying i promise foolish enough sneered virginia who prided herself on her audacity in making disagreeable remarks. I should be very much ashamed of myself if I were half the mother baby you are. And I, remarked Mr. Dinsmore severely, irritated out of all patience by the pained look in Vi's face, should be more ashamed of my sweet little granddaughter if she were as heartless and ready to wound the feelings of others as a certain niece of mine seems to be. Will you come to my housewarming, Mrs. Perkins, you and Fred and Susie? asked mary keith as they left the breakfast-table of the colorado house the next morning i expect my cousins the travillas about dinner-time and the morning train may bring the other guests i mean to be all ready for them at any rate the dinner is to be prepared with my own hands and though it will be on a small scale compared with those served here you shall at least have a hearty welcome thank you we would be delighted but are already engaged for the picnic mrs perkins said so they parted with mutual good wishes, each hoping the other would have an enjoyable day.
Charles and Mary made themselves busy in seeing to the removal to the cottage of their own and cousin's luggage, making some purchases at the provision stores, and some rearrangements of furniture. Then about the dinner, Mary pressing Charlie into her service as sheller of peas, husker of corn, and beater of eggs. They had a very merry time over their work, though Charlie protested vigorously against being set at such menial tasks, and declared that Ed should be made to do a fair share of them in future. Mary sent him to the train to meet the girls, while she stayed behind to watch over the dinner. He had scarcely gone when a carriage drew up at the door, and Mr. and Mrs. Dinsmore, Mrs. Travilla, Edward and Violet, and Donald Keith alighted therefrom and came trooping in, most of them laden with parcels, while the driver brought up the rear, carrying a large hamper that seemed to be well filled and heavy. Mary's first emotion on seeing the arrival was delight, the second a sudden fear that her dinner would not suffice for so many. But that fear was relieved at the sight of the hamper and a whisper from Vi, who headed the procession, that it contained such store of provision as would obviate the necessity of much cooking for several days to come. "'Oh, how good and kind in your mother!' Mary exclaimed in a like low tone, then hastened to welcome her guests with unmixed pleasure. "'Oh, Cousin Elsie, how nice in you to come and bring Edward and Violet! You are going to let them stay, I am sure, and I am so glad. So glad to see you too, Cousin Rose and Cousin Horace. It seems as if I ought to call you aunt and uncle, though.' "'Then suppose you do,' Mr. Dinsmore said, shaking hands with her and kissing her rosy cheek. "'You have my permission.' "'I shall, then, and thank you.' she returned in her bright merry tones. "'Oh, Don,' turning to Mr. Keith with outstretched hands, "'so here you are. That's a good boy.' "'Yes, and so good a boy must not be put off with less than others get,' he said, following Mr. Dinsmore's example. "'Well, as you are only a cousin, it doesn't matter,' she remarked indifferently. "'Please all make yourselves at home. Oh, there's the stage stopping at the gate. The girls have come,' and she flew out to welcome them. The little parlor was quite inconveniently crowded, but that afforded subject for mirth, as Mary introduced her friends and bustled about trying to find seats for them all. "'We shall have to take dinner in relays, or else set a table in here, besides the one in the dining-room,' she said, laughing. "'Let Amy and me go to our room and dress while you first set eat, and give us our dinner afterwards,' suggested Ella Neff. "'Yes, I should much prefer it,' Miss Fletcher said. "'for we are really too dusty and dirty to sit down to your table now. "'And I shall act as waiter to the first table "'and eat with these ladies at the second, said Charlie. "'Very well. I can manage to seat the rest,' Mary said, "'and so it was arranged. "'The dinner proved very nice and very abundant "'with the help of the contents of the hamper. "'Mary's cooking received many praises, "'in which Charlie claimed a share because, as he said, "'he had assisted largely.' End of chapter 21